0: Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate Thurston, and Charlie is once again not here today. He hadn't been anywhere in a while, so he decided to run down to Gulf Shores, Alabama, and, and take the nice holiday weekend off, you know? When you have so much time spent not working, every once in a while, you need to take a little break after that not working. And so, you know, you know, we understand. We all we all get it. It's a thing. So today is Dumb Bleep of the Week. And once again, if this is your first time listening, we have gained a lot of new listeners over uh, the past couple weeks while Charlie was gone. So maybe we'll gain some more over the weekend while Charlie's gone as well, uh, but This is not our normal format. There's 537 episodes now of this podcast, and I would say 500 of them are myself and Charlie bantering back and forth about the news every day. And then sometimes I do them by myself. And also, I'm at my house today because of all of our new office and new studio drama that we are going through right now. Uh, Some of that includes a new HVAC system that was not installed properly and is leaking all over the new studio at the moment. So I had to bring my most minimum sound gear back to my house. I already converted my office that I just left into another guest bedroom, complete with the bed and the furniture and everything. My desk is gone, my chair is gone, all of that stuff is gone. And so right now I'm sitting at my wife's desk downstairs and there are no uh there's no sound panels nothing like that it's going to be a little echoey and maybe not as good a quality as y'all are used to but hey it's dumb bleep of the week so we don't have to worry about all of that stuff because this is finally the day where we get to point out all of the dumb stuff that people said mainly on twitter this week sometimes it comes from different articles but these all came from tweets and uh, we've got seven today, actually seven dumb bleeps today that we will be running through. I don't think it'll take as long as normal because we don't have to we don't have to suffer through Charlie talking about those things. Just uh, just me today. Listen up, everyone. Are you paying attention to what's happening with Bitcoin and digital currencies? Smart money investors are buying, trading, and holding cryptocurrencies with their retirement accounts while not worrying about taxes everyone pay attention here they're holding crypto in their retirement accounts and not worrying about taxes okay just recently in the news we saw visa reports that more than one billion dollars worth of crypto was spent by consumers globally on goods and services through their crypto cards in the first six months of 2021 twitter founder jack dorsey revealed plans to make crypto the native currency of the internet You can see by the headlines each week, crypto is becoming more and more integrated into our daily lives. The smartest investors are investing with their IRA or 401k retirement accounts. The easiest way to do that is iTrust Capital, the number one crypto IRA and 401k platform in America. iTrust Capital has over $1 billion worth of assets under management from thousands of happy account holders. Why? All iTrust Retirement Accounts allow you to invest and trade your crypto and gold tax-free on their 24-7 platform. If you have an existing IRA or other retirement account like a 401k, you can roll those over with no penalty or taxes. iTrust Capital makes investing in crypto safe and easy. You can log into your account 24-7 and invest at the push of a button. Now crypto can be traded as easily as stocks. No private keys or complex processes. iTrust Capital also makes investing in physical gold and silver easy. iTrust uses a blockchain ledger that gives you digital ownership of physical gold held at the Royal Canadian Mint. This is not a security, derivative, future, or other financial contract. This is fully backed by physical gold that is deliverable upon request. And the best part, iTrust Capital has low transparent pricing that's 90% cheaper than comparable options. So if you're looking for an IRA to trade cryptocurrency and precious metals tax-free, go to itrustcapital.com and use the promo code LIBERTY. You will get your first month free and a free crypto IRA and gold IRA investors guide. So once more, go to itrustcapital.com, use that promo code Liberty for your first month free and to receive their crypto and IRA, gold IRA investors guide at no cost. So let's start running through these dumb bleeps that we have right here. I'm gonna put the first one up on the screen for anyone that is watching the video. The first thing is gonna be actually from the New York Post. Now I did see this from from Twitter, but this is from the New York Post. We'll start light like we always do. We always start just a little bit lighter and then we'll work into some of the more heavy, more dumb stuff after that. And uh, this is uh, about what's going on in New York. New Yorkers can get their first COVID shot and then go dine in right away. Okay, now, I'm, a, I'm glad that they have allowed a, a few more rights there in New York, but this new right is that you only have to get one shot. Now, why do I care about that? The reason I care about that is that this is all supposed to be about the science and about keeping people safe. That is how you convince people that the government can take this much power because it is the government's job to protect people. And so they have to come out here and and mandate that some people can't go indoors in private establishments and that some people can. And that, of course, has always been the government's job. All right, so I'm going to read a little bit from this story right here. De Blasio offered New Yorkers a workaround for his own vaccination mandate on Tuesday, saying that despite COVID-19 shots needing weeks to take full effect after being administered, hungry but unvaccinated foodies and movie buffs can get their jab and then head straight to a restaurant or theater. Here's a quote from de Blasio. Let's say someone goes to a restaurant and they didn't know about the rule. They really want to go to the restaurant and they're ready to get vaccinated, de Blasio said during his daily press briefing. You really want to go to that restaurant or you really want to go to that concert, wherever it may be, you can literally go to the vaccination site, get your first shot, get your card, and then come back and go to that restaurant, go to the movie theater, or go to that concert. Now, here's here's the issue with this. All right? Like I started with, I thought this was supposed to be about the science. I thought that we were going to take the data, the numbers, you're safer if you're vaccinated, you're less safe if you're not vaccinated. Also, vaccinated people are still in danger if they're around people who aren't vaccinated, and and that's what we're doing. And since the government's job is to protect people and keep you safe and stop people from ever dying, then we'll just all be okay with this. The issue is you don't have any protection after you go to the vaccination site and an hour later you're at a restaurant. The studies that have came out on this so far, uh, the most recent study was showing that after a month, you have about sixty one percent protection from Pfizer and Moderna. After a month, you have that. Now there are no studies showing what your protection is after an hour because the people doing the studies aren't complete idiots. That's that's why there are there aren't studies showing whether or not you have any protection an hour afterwards so this is this makes it fairly evident that this has nothing to do about the actual protection from the vaccine i'm sorry it doesn't this has to do with making sure that you get vaccinated but of course you're supposed to be vaccinated that way when you go out in public you don't put any people in danger and you're not in danger but of course we're creating this rule so you can still go out in public when you're still fitting in the category of the danger that they're trying to stop um yeah it um It it doesn't make any sense. I, I think that's fairly obvious. And this is why so many people have an issue with not only the mandates, they have them with the vaccines, they question science, they question politicians that are talking about trusting the science, because when it really comes down to it, you see that the politicians themselves don't actually care about the science. It's obvious. If they did care about the science and they were going to just... Do their dictatorial rule that they're doing right now then they would say if you get your first shot you can go to a restaurant for a little bit a month later that's uh that's what they would say or if they were actually going to care wholeheartedly about the science all the data then they would say this this takes this mandate does not allow you to come into the restaurant to go to the concert unless you have had your second shot and it is two weeks later but we know that that's not what it's actually about. And so that is why people are constantly questioning the motivations behind all of this. That is why people don't like the mandates because the people that are pushing the mandates don't actually care about the ideas that they're saying are backing up their mandates. So stop getting mad at people that are questioning the mandates. That's really all I have to say about that. That is dumb bleep number one, Mayor Bill, Billiam de Blasio. The next one, we're not going to get totally into this new thing down in Texas that's going on with the abortion law. I'm sure you have seen plenty and plenty about it. I really wanted to get into some of the argument behind this and what happens when you don't just have a unifying principle that you stick to all the time. And this situation is difficult. The, this situation, I think, I think people would be. I think people are either being way too biased or they're lying to themselves when they say that the abortion conversation is not uh, difficult on both sides. Okay? I don't think it's an easy conversation. But what I absolutely absolutely know is that this whole argument—and this really goes for both sides—this whole argument of my body, my choice— You really don't want to hear people on the left making that argument anymore. This is my body, so I have the choice. You can't make my medical decisions for me. Is that the uh, principle that people are holding true to these days? My body, my choice. My healthcare decisions are between myself and my doctor, and and that it's not your right to know. My healthcare privacy rights are more important. That's what Roe v. Wade is really helping with a lot. So it's a anyway. Um, not talking about the abortion bill itself, because uh, abortion is a very long topic that I don't see an easy answer to, okay? But what I do have an issue with is people not being principled, people being hypocritical about things, and uh, I think there's a little bit more hypocrisy on the left than the right on this sh- on this issue, I will just say that, because um, the left is really saying that my body, my choice— right now when it comes to this and they're right to say my body my choice when it comes to the vaccine but you don't have that whole you don't have that whole thing in the middle of the abortion argument which is taking a a uh, an unborn human and doing all the terrible things to it that you would have to do when you do an abortion in the same way that you would have it when you're making the my body my choice vaccination argument So I would say the right, if you're arguing from moral grounds and you truly believe in your heart that abortion is murder, then you're a little bit less hypocritical on this issue issue, when it comes to the vaccine. Then people on the left would say, my body, my choice. And also, I should be able to force you to put a needle in your arm and put this this, uh, stuff in your body that we don't know the long-term effects of. Uh, I think that there's a little bit more hypocrisy right there. So I don't know that's uh that's where I'm at on the issue. I think it's pretty dumb to see protesters out there. by the way, the dumb bleep number two where the protesters out there chanting, "Bands off our bodies. keep your bands off of our bodies outside the uh, Texas State Capitol. This was a video, and they were doing a dance of some sort i don't I don't know exactly what was going on, and I, I don't really care. so I didn't put the video in here because I didn't want to put you guys through that. So that's dumb bleep number two, and it is the the constant. What I believe are hypocritical arguments going on uh, when it comes to this. You're just going to have to get a just going to have to get a new one, or stop telling people what they have to do with their bodies when it comes to medications, things like that. But that's not going to happen. We all know that that's not going to happen. So that's Dumb bleep number one and two right there. Number three comes from patent, 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 patent Oswald. Now, um, you might know who Patton Oswalt, uh, Oswalt is. I'm trying to think of what movies and shows and stuff he's been in, but he's a comedian. Um, he's a, you'd know him if you saw him. I, I'm drawing a blank right now. Maybe you guys can help me out on different stuff that that guy's been in. Um, so he's out there making the argument about masks. So he's pretty far on, I will just guess, the left evil evil left out there he is far on the left and he's making an argument about masks okay so here's what he said when seat belts were first introduced in 1968 there were idiots who insisted that they infringed on their freedoms and would physically cut them out of their cars we make fun of those people now can you guess who we'll be making fun of in 2072 so he's talking about masks and vaccines and all of these different mandates. So, oh, here's the uh, here's the thing. I don't want to get into this big philosophical seatbelt libertarian argument, but he's saying that when they it were introduced in 1968, there were people saying that they infringed on their freedoms. Now, the actual seatbelt being in your car, I don't think the seatbelt itself infringes on your freedoms being in the car any more than anything else that's in the car. You know, just don't put it on. Uh, that would be... That would be my advice. But then we went on to these seatbelt laws out there forcing you to wear a seatbelt or giving you a fine from the government if you don't wear the seatbelt. Now, I think that that's pretty dumb overall. Uh, I think you should be able to take a risk with your life if you want to. Maybe there's room for rules for children, people who are under age who aren't being protected when it comes to car seats and stuff like that. I think we can have that conversation. But you should absolutely be able to get into a machine and risk your life when you're doing that. And you're not putting anyone else's life in danger. I don't like it when people make bad arguments. I don't like it when people make bad analogies on this stuff. This is not a great analogy right here. You know the other bad part of this analogy? We've actually got pretty good numbers that seat belts have a pretty pretty large amount of efficacy when it comes to protecting someone in the event of a crash. And we have pretty much no data showing that masks protect people when you go out. And there is data obviously showing that if you are vaccinated, you have a lower likelihood of, of uh, having a uh, symptomatic, dangerous, severe infection. Uh, from covid so we do have that now we don't have that on the mask so there's a little bit of a difference right there but the other argument is i don't like him acting like people are done being mad about seatbelts. okay if i want to go get my car right now i shouldn't have to wear that thing i know a lot of you guys i know a lot of you guys know that the other part of this conversation was uh, someone said the government was not created to make sure that we were safe if i'm dumb enough to not wear a seatbelt, why should anyone care that's a, that's a good response. And of course, there were plenty of people commenting, the government is, was specifically created to keep you safe. Now, there's a difference in keeping you safe and protecting what your natural rights are, which I would say is, is what the government is supposed to do. And when it comes to the military, that is closer to keeping you safe. Because our military existing, even being a very strong defensive military, could exist for the purposes of keeping us safe from people coming over here and trying to take over the country and take all of our stuff. But what they really are doing uh, is is they are protecting what your, what your natural rights are. Now, from what I can tell, you don't have a natural right to be completely free of risk in your life. There, there, are no things, there are no things that the government can do to take away any risk of any dangers coming to you in your life whatsoever. That is not a thing that they can do unless they literally chain you to a bed and, and they have you hooked up to all kinds of stuff and they're just keeping you alive for 80 years and then they, and then they put you down after that. that is a, that's really the only thing that there is. Other than that, the government can't just decide that we have to make sure people are safe because where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line on that when you create these arbitrary lines some some politicians gonna get in there and decide that they can move those lines all over the place that's why you can't create the lines okay so where do you draw the line on this i'm not really sure i don't know if it's at a disease that kills one percent of the people who get it or less when we get all the data out here since the since the uh CDC is still saying that the actual number of people who have had COVID could be uh that could be twenty times the amount, it could be could be ten times the amount. We don't actually know uh what the real rates are. So no, I don't think it's their job to keep you safe from from that sort of thing. Anyway, anyway, that is dumb bleep number three from Patton Oswalt. Uh no one said what he was from, I don't think. So I didn't, I didn't catch it if anyone did. So that is how big of a deal he is. I think I'm more, I think I know more about his, uh, I think I know more about his wife because she did that, uh, that documentary that they put out on HBO and, uh, about the, um, oh, what's the, uh, the serial killer that they just, that they just caught. Someone help me out with that. Still got a still have a decrease in brain cells right now that's that's a dumb bleep number three the next one comes from oh let's see ted cruz that's right now i know exactly who you're talking about which is actually which is actually funny you literally i was like oh the golden state killer no wait ted cruz was the uh ted cruz is supposed to be the other dude um oh crap i can't think of his name Any zodiac yeah Okay, what's fun? you said, Ted Cruz, And all of a sudden, this list of serial killers popped up in my mind. So that's uh they've done a good job. And I, I do like that Ted Cruz makes fun of that, too. That's good. uh Bernie made it on the list for Dumbbleep number four. We haven't talked a lot about Bernie. I feel like he's been a little bit quiet lately. And uh, that's okay. But now he's out there banging the drum on climate change because that's how we're all going to die you notice that all these people who want the government to have more power want you to have less liberty what they're constantly doing is coming up with things that you need to be afraid of you need to be scared of this this is going to kill you if you don't give us more power if you only give and here's the idea here's what bernie said by the way even after the devastation caused by hurricane ida my Republican colleagues will say combating climate change is too expensive. I ask again, compared to what? More flooding, power outages, droughts, heat waves, and extreme weather events. We need transformative change now. Now he said, I ask again, compared to what? And that uh, has to be a lie right there, because I've never heard Bernie compare to what something before that is a thomas soul thing right there and i do not like him saying compared to what this is the first time that i've ever seen him do this now here's the idea um everything's gonna kill you and we know this okay you're you're just gonna get killed by something and and you know how you stop this and you can tell you just look throughout history you give the government more of your money that's how you stop this actually and the government's going to take that money. They're going to efficiently allocate those resources to their to their best uses that they could possibly think of, and then they're going to solve the problem. And it's going to be amazing. This is this entire idea. We don't even have to talk about all the climate change stuff and the, and how much of a charlatan Bernie Sanders is. Good down to the root cause, the the root idea of what bernie is saying you know the climate is getting crazy the world's climate is changing let's just assume that we're true let's have no arguments against that whatsoever and let's say the world's climate is changing it is the u.s government the person that you want to tackle that problem when you're like man this is a problem And and you're like, oh, I really, out of all the people in the world, what I really want to happen is for the U.S. government to take over this problem, because then I won't have to worry about it anymore. Who the hell's mind goes to that point? Someone tell me how you get to that point in your mind. You're like, you know, it's best for this job, the freaking U.S. government, because they solve all the problems out there. Just Just ask Afghanistan. They solve everything, man. I'll tell you what. And of course, they're doing the same thing that they normally do, which is anytime there's bad weather, uh, it's because of climate change. That's what it is. There was bad weather. uh, There was a hurricane, which before greenhouse gases, uh, before CO2 emissions, uh, there weren't hurricanes. I don't know if you guys know this. Um, There there weren't any before that. And then we started driving cars and then... uh, and then the oil companies got out there and did all their terrible stuff and then we started having these goddamn hurricanes out here and so obviously every time there's a hurricane we know that that hurricane would not have happened if it would not have been for capitalism that's really what we know if if it wouldn't have been for capitalism the hurricane would not have happened you look all throughout the earth's history and and that is what you will see it's just the data proves that it is true this next one Right here, what Dumb Leap is that? Number four, I believe. Yeah, that was Dumb bleep number four. Bernie, climate change. Dumb bleep number four. The next one is a little bit... Uh, it came from the week prior, but we we didn't do a Dumb Leap last week. Uh, Charlie was still in Italy. This time, he's on his way down to, uh, to Gulf Shores. But it's uh, it's fine. I decided that I'm just going to do this thing. All right? This one was a little bit older, but it came on the heels, and I posted some of this out on social media, so you might have already seen this. It came on the heels of the Supreme Court ending the federal eviction moratorium out there. Now, did we talk about the the parasite class of landlords? I think we talked about this the other day, actually, didn't we? I'm going to skip over that one here for a minute, but this one has to make, we'll we'll leave it in here. Uh, This one has to make dumb bleep. I really think that it has to, because it didn't get a vote yet, and it's one of the dumber things I remember seeing as of late, okay? So Nick Estes comes out there, and like I said, we might have talked about this or maybe on Monday, potentially. The cruelty of the ruling class and its parasite class of landlords has no limits. So the Supreme Court says that you can no longer, that, that you could no longer just go into someone's house and tell them that you're going to pay them money and then not pay them any money uh, and then still stay there as long as you want. So the Supreme Court says this, all right? That's that's what it is. And Nick Estes comes out, says the cruelty of the ruling class and its parasite class of landlords has no limits. And I don't know if we went all the way through this, but the next one, they said, what the F is the excuse to not be paying rent right now? The job market is begging for employees. I genuinely do, I genuinely do not get it. And then someone comes on here with the actual truth right here. I would probably bet, here's why people can't afford their rent. Now, remember this This really was supposed to be about the virus. This was supposed to be about COVID. That's why they were doing this, because if we let people get evicted, then they're going to be in bigger crowds of people. They're going to move in with their friends or, or more families will be staying together. There'll be more people in houses or they'll be homeless on the streets and more people will get the virus and more people will die. So that is how the CDC decided that it actually had the right to do this which it did not. And finally, the Supreme Court says that this has to end. It should have happened a lot sooner than this. Uh, But anyway, this person says, why would someone not be able to pay their rent? The job market is literally begging for employees right now. And someone responds and says, I would probably bet it's that people can't afford $1,000 a month, one-bedroom apartments on $12 an hour. And now that is the actual reason that it is happening, that this is happening right now. This never had anything to do with the virus at all. This has been a a dream goal of people on the socialist. We don't like private property. We don't like landlords' side of the aisle for a long time, okay? Now, the virus, as with a lot of things, was a was a a mode of getting what they wanted done to be done. it was a it was a way that they could do this, okay? and they used it they did it under the guise of of course saving people's lives and now that they're not going to allow this to continue was saying, well they can't afford it because a thousand dollar a month is too expensive for an apartment on twelve dollars an hour and you just see people pushing for the policies that doesn't have anything to do with well this is dangerous it's saying uh well people can't afford to be evicted right now so we can't evict people And when you go down that road, what you're saying is people should be, everyone should be provided free housing if they can't afford whatever the rent is. That is what you're getting to. Now, there are all sorts of problems for why things are so expensive. Uh, Millions of reasons, more than likely, considering all the materials that go into this and then all of the different regulations that keep all of the housing off of the market, that keep things from ever being built. So all of those things drive up the cost. You have rent control laws around the country, really uh, predominant in San Francisco and New York, really strong rent control laws. And what that ends up, those rent control laws, they exempt the nicer, the nicer, pla- the expensive places. And so builders, you know what they say? Well, we're only gonna build expensive places. That's all we're gonna build. And so then you end up with a shortage of cheaper places because people don't wanna deal with the rent control. Anyhow, um, the other really, really dumb, and here is the dumbest part of this from Nick Estes, the parasite class of landlords. They have no limits, okay? The parasite class of landlords. Now, here's, here's, what, a par- here's what a parasite is uh, from Nick Estes. Uh, you work, and you save up money, and maybe you work really hard, and you save up a good amount of money, Or maybe you're going to just take out a really big loan for this stuff. Uh, uh, Maybe you're going to work 80 hours a week for 10, 20 years, and eventually you have enough money saved up to buy another house uh, that you can rent out to someone after you've bought that house. And after you've done all of that work to get that house, and you've got the mortgage on the house, you've got the risk and your name on the house. After you've done all of that, you decide to to let people rent that out from you. Now, they didn't buy that house. They, they, they did not buy that house. You bought the house. You've got the risk on the house. So a renter, if they need to move or if they lose their job, something like that, they don't have to worry about the mortgage on that house. There are trade-offs. So people say that rent is a terrible deal. Um, a lot of uh, wealthy people out there say that having a mortgage is a terrible deal. And I'm more on that side, to tell you the truth. And so I know that we talked about this a little bit earlier, but here's the parasite is when someone else comes to your house that you're paying for and you charge them money to live there and then they don't pay you anything. If you tell them they can't live there anymore, then you're a parasite. Now in any of the stuff that I just said about the landlords right there, which one of those things was a parasite? Any of the things that the landlord did? or the things that the people who are refusing to pay their rent and not move out of the house did? I think that that answer is fairly obvious. That is dumb bleep number five. The next one comes from someone on Twitter whose name is Savvy Communist. I'm just gonna, we'll just throw that right out there. Now, they didn't put communists. What they have is the hammer and sickle flag right after their name, which is fine nowadays to throw up the little hammer and sickle symbol um, and represent an ideology that's killed tens to hundreds of millions of people. That's totally fine. Totally fine nowadays. You're not gonna get destroyed on Twitter for having a hammer and sickle in your name. Mm, okay. Savvy communist. These kind of build a little bit. People are entitled to food, water, shelter, and health care just for existing. There's no such thing as being spoiled by having your basic needs as a human being met. All right. People are entitled to food, water, shelter, and healthcare just for existing. There's no such thing as being spoiled by having your basic needs as a human being met. So how do you get those things if you're not in uh, this communist utopia? You do things that are valuable for other, for other people. You create value for other people. That's that's how you actually do it. And then they transact things that you also deem value. It's the U.S. dollar right now. You did something valuable for me. I'm going to give you some U.S. dollars. So then you can then take those dollars and you can also get things that other people, the other value that people are creating for you. And so that is how, um, that's how you would get it if you weren't in this communist utopia. You'd have to work for it. You'd actually have to create enough value that you get those things. And... And then there's other ways to get water and shelter and food. And by the way, we do provide things for people that are homeless. There's a lot of charities out there doing great things. Healthcare, there's a, there's a lot of hospitals that take uncompensated patients. I get to see the uncompensated numbers from certain hospitals around, and that's all I'll leave right there. And it's a lot. There's, there's a whole lot of it for sure. But how can you be entitled to something that someone else has to work to provide to you? because the way that you wouldn't be able to get those things is because you weren't working and providing value for other people. That's how you wouldn't get those things, is that you weren't providing enough value to receive that amount of value back from other people who are also working to provide that value for you. That is how... And so somehow you're entitled to these things, which would mean you wouldn't have to work for them. And so as we've talked about several times here's the idea i'm going to not work because i'm in, and because i'm entitled to all of these things that will keep me alive here's 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 my idea guys i'm going to not work and what you're going to do is you're going to have to work to provide me with all of those things that i'm entitled to as a human being and here's where it continues to fall apart that person Who is uh, growing food or working on a farm somewhere, who's building pipelines for water, who's out there hanging drywall in houses or pouring concrete or working in the healthcare system somewhere? Those people, they can't decide that they're not going to work to receive those things because you're entitled to these things, which means you have to be provided with them by other people who are now being forced to work to provide you with those things. But if those people are also entitled to that, then why would they do the jobs that they're doing? Because they could simply not work, and then they would get all the same stuff also. So why would they provide that much value? If all those other things are just going to be provided, they don't need to provide that much value. No one needs to provide those things. Just just not going to happen. All right, so this is fairly dumb overall. I I would say this is on the dumber end of the spectrum, but that is just dumb bleep of the week number six right there from Savvy Commie. All right, Dumb Leap number seven, the last one. I hope you all are ready. As you probably know, the one and only Joe Rogan got COVID. And he took a bunch of medications and is apparently feeling a lot better. I haven't heard for sure that he's got a negative COVID test or anything if he's completely over it. But apparently, according to Rogan, uh he's feeling much better. And um I don't I don't know actually how he's doing. There's a nice gif right here that uh Jeff Not Paul just posted of him in the bathtub. I hope he's doing a I hope he's doing one of those cold water things right there. Otherwise it, it looks uh kind of weird. But um so he took uh oh what were all the things? He took some steroids. Um he took some monoclonal uh antibodies i don't actually know what that is uh he was yeah so we did the z-pack thing he did a lot of vitamins on a nice vitamin drip and he took ivermectin or shmiver or alan iverson's mectin uh, whichever one we're going to call it today and he also took that and then he posted saying that he was feeling much better afterwards now, first off, because we've been—it's weird—we started talking the week trying to dispel some of these these crazy myths that were out there. And once again, I probably should have said this disclaimer at the beginning of the show: not a medical professional. Um, the vaccine seems to be pretty safe. I'm not vaccinated myself, but Charlie is. He's still alive. It seems like everything's going fine so far. Um, Ivermectin—I have no idea, truthfully if it is effective against COVID, but we do know that it's pretty safe when you take the human form of the medication. So we know those things, all right? Now, what I, what I will say to people who maybe want ivermectin to be the answer or want the monoclonal antibodies to be the answer or the vitamins and all of that, is that the fact that Joe, just make sure, and I know none of you guys listening to this podcast are gonna think this, but just uh, tell it to your other friends who aren't listening yet. Uh, the fact that Joe Rogan took these things and he is feeling better also does not mean that those things work. What we need is science, data-driven, scientific studies on all of these things. And I know that there are a lot of studies out there about the ivermectins, and I'm just leaving it up to you. I have no idea because you can read plenty all over the place about how it works great and then how all of those studies are complete BS. So I have to leave that I don't actually know. I know what I want to be the case. I want it to be the answer. I want this cheap thing uh, that isn't uh, that isn't one of these vaccines to, to be the answer to this, and maybe it will save a lot of people's lives. That's what I really want to happen, is for there to be this answer out there uh, that would solve all of these problems, but I don't know. And we have to remind ourselves that the fact that Rogan took these things and he's feeling better does not mean that any of those things are the reason that he's feeling better. Because 99% of the people, 98% of the people, whatever the number is, that get COVID, they recover. And they're totally fine. So you can't say, well, Rogan recovered, then it's because he took these things. 98% of the people who get COVID recover. He was also taking several different things, which means that this is not a scientific study. Uh, that this is just anecdotal evidence. You know that Jerry Rogan took these things. Okay. I saw some ridiculous stuff about Rogan out there, talking about how terrible he was and how he deserved this. And he's always he's always open to all of these crazy ideas out there. Like he said, maybe this is true. Maybe this is true. Who knows? Rogan is literally open to anything on his podcast. And that's why I try to listen to it when I can. Uh, because I like listening to one person talk about what they believe or what they've studied or what they know about something, and then someone else who is just totally open to this possibly being the case. All right. But Joe Walsh out there, who I don't know if you guys remember, this is not the guitar player from the Eagles. This is Joe Walsh. He, he uh, attempted to run for president in 2020. I believe he was a. Crazy. He, his, his biggest disease in life has been his Trump derangement syndrome. That was one of the, the worst things uh, that's, that ever happened to his brain, from what I can tell. And so he's out there saying the top rated podcaster in America took horse medicine, but was too afraid to take people medicine. And way too many Americans are doing the same. The top rated podcaster in America took horse medicine, but was too afraid to take people medicine. Now, out of all of the things I've seen from the media talking about this, and we've talked about this several times this week, and we haven't been canceled yet, and that's good. Out of all the things I've seen people say about this this week, this is the most blatant lie so far. Because not only did he just call it horse medicine, he also made a reference to saying that Rogan took horse medicine and refused to take people medicine. Meaning he is specifically saying that ivermectin is not people medicine. And as we talked about on Monday's episode, there are different versions of ivermectin, and just like there are different versions of all kinds of drugs out there, my dog was taking several drugs that were people drugs, and technically that meant that I was taking a lot of the same drugs that my that my dog was taking. Now they probably had different formulations, and the question is, does 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 Joe Walsh actually think? Do you think it's that he doesn't know? That there are different versions or do you think he actually believes do you think he actually believes that ivermectin is a as i was saying he didn't know do you think he actually believes that horse medicine that ivermectin is horse medicine and that it's not for people do you think he actually that's what he believes does he actually believe that joe rogan took uh, went here's here's what rogan did he got in his tesla and he was like hey tesla I want you to uh, drive me to the nearest farm supply store. And his Tesla took him to a, uh, to a farm supply store. And while he was on the way, Rogan, you know, it was driving, the car was driving itself. So he was just watching old Trump videos on his phone the whole time, just trying to get back in the, in the mindset. And uh, so he goes all the way down uh, to the farm supply store. And he's like, give me your biggest horse pills, please, sir. That is what I need. Or do you think he knows a doctor or someone who has the actual medication who uh, either gave him a prescription or gave him the human form of ivermectin. Which one of those things do you think it was? So either Joe Walsh is straight up lying about this or he doesn't know. Those are your two options. I'm not, it's so blatant in this, it's almost like he doesn't know, but I know, I'm sure he knows that ivermectin won the Nobel Prize in 2015 for all of the great things it was doing. For its uses in human beings. Now, is it for viruses? No. Do sometimes people repurp- repurpose medications, or find out that something does something for something else it wasn't uh, originally intended for? Yeah. We can't just say like, "Oh, we discovered ivermectin," and uh, looking on the elemental chart, we see that ivermectin only works for parasites, and that's all it does. And and we know this. No, they it's this thing that they discovered or then they, they created, they formulated, and might not know for sure what exactly it works for. You should always be open to those things, but why would you go out there and blatantly lie, blatantly lie about it? That's what I want to know. This is what gets all the conspiracy theories going. This doesn't help if he wants people to stop taking ivermectin, because what you do is you make people question, even well, what are the intentions here? What's the underlying motivations? what are the different motives that these people have what's going on right here because they keep they keep smearing this drug as a horse medication that people can't even take and i'm reading right here literally this drug won the nobel prize in 2015 for for uh, all the great things it does for human beings or it was the doctors that won it for discovering all the all the stuff for human beings i don't remember Anyway, I don't really care about that part. That's why people question, continue to question. That's why conspiracy theories grow. Is Pfizer behind this? Is Moderna behind this? I'm saying what other people are saying, by the way. YouTube, that's not what I'm saying, okay? Other people are like, oh, is Pfizer doing this? Does the government not actually want everyone to get better? Because look at all these new controls they have and look at all the new money they're able to spend and uh, the taxation and, and getting rid of small businesses and all this. That's why people, you make it so easy for people to go down that road. The more you blatantly lie about things to try and smear it. People are going to ask, why are you smearing something with just outright falsehoods? Those are the dumb bleeps. So we got, we'll count them down. Number seven, Joe Walsh, Schmeiber Schmechden. Number six, Savvy Kami. Number five, Parasitic Landlords. Number four, Bernie climate. Number three, Oswald seatbelts. Number two, my body, my choice. And number one, one dose and you can get around New York's vaccine mandate immediately. All right. Let's see what these votes are while we're uh, while we're waiting on the votes to come in right here. I guess I'll take some of this time to tell everyone. Of course, if you're in the Patreon group, we are switching to locals and you can find your Patreon, your your special promo code to get that first month free. Under the announcements tab for going to uh, a this, by the way, locals, if you don't know, started uh, by Dave Rubin ruben report i'm sure you've heard of him before and uh this is really a free market solution for the big tech the uh the big tech companies out there that are censoring people's speech i cannot tell you how much more carefree i was in uploading this week's podcast videos on that channel when we were talking about vaccines and ivermectin and natural immunity all the different stuff that we were talking about and i just uploaded the videos and i was like okay you know what? It's just going to be on there and I don't have to worry about locals kicking me off of there because I'm just talking about stuff. So why spend all your time on these other places where you have to worry about that crap? You know, we're supposed, to, we're supposed to be members of the free market right here. We believe in this thing. So that is what we're doing. We're switching over to locals because when the free market comes up with a solution, uh, solution for a problem like censorship, uh, then that is what we're going to do. They also make a lot of things on our end a lot easier when it comes to getting content out to you guys. There's been some annoying stuff with Patreon that has made it really hard. To uh, to get content out there, so it's going to be much better. So, join the community at goodmorningliberty.locals.com. Like usual, uh, as little as $5 a month, and that will get you access to our private Discord channel where we stream live every single day of the week when we want to. I really have to stress the when we want to part because the last five weeks have been uh, insane. They've been really insane. Um, someone helped me hear what ended up winning. Let's see. We got uh two some ones, quite a bit of ones in there. How about that? Um number one in there again. Is that what we got? I didn't have time to post all the the photos in the group this time, but man, that let's see. Matt changed his vote, vaccine passport. Okay, I see that. One one is that? Can you guys confirm? Number one, William de Blasio, Kami de Blasio out there saying that one dose of the vet, va- you can immediately go to a restaurant after receiving one dose of the vaccine. It's literally like, okay, did you let me control you? Yes, you did. All right then you can dine in with other people. These are people outside that won't let me control them. They got to stay outside. This building is only for people that let me control them. That is essentially what that is saying. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. I hope that you go join the community over at Locals. Once again, if you're in the Patreon group, you got a promo code for free months, so you can do your switch from Patreon over to Locals. Everyone else, share this with your friends and family. We grew uh, this week uh, by 3,000 new listeners This week alone, this podcast continues to grow quite a bit, and I I just could not thank you all enough, and everyone who is in this private group, who's in the Patreon and on the locals now, thank you guys very much for putting up with us over the last five weeks, because it has been a... uh, This has been a trying time i will tell you that it has been it has been pretty rough a lot of stuff all happened at once so we really really do appreciate that for sure so once again tell a friend tell an enemy tell the kids tell your wife uh that this is the show to listen to so you can know exactly what is going on all the important stuff and all the motives behind all these news stories if you do all of those things we will be back for sure, on Tuesday, I don't know if Monday's going to happen, it's a holiday. I'm going to Illinois right after I get done doing this, so that is a thing. And if I am staying over and having lunch and stuff on Monday, which is a high possibility, uh, then uh, you won't see me on Monday. I'll be taking the, the socialist labor union's holiday off of Labor Day. And maybe we'll talk about that a little bit when we, when we get back. So, thank you all very much. I'll talk to you later. Have a good weekend and a good morning liberty.